Love this podcast? Support this show through the supporter feature from Acast. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Let me tell you that I love you, and I think about you all the time. Canadonia, Canadonia. Here we are, the fucking snowcast, with a little mini-series we're going to do for the month of November that we're calling the Candemic. Um, everybody, like the whole world over knows now about the pandemic, and um, we've had seven months now at this stage where... Basically, the pubs have been all but closed in Ireland for the seven months. So we, we, we we're fed up with talking about the pandemic. We're fed up of talking about the lack of av- availability of pubs. So do you know what we're going to do for the month of November, which is typically a misery month in Ireland? Um, the month of November, we're going to turn it into a celebration of cans, a celebration of breweries, and a celebration of the, the 32 counties of Ireland. So so we're coming up with the pandemic on. Um, it's going to be me and you for the month just the two of us, uh, four cans each, four weeks, that's eight cans a week, that's 32 cans in total, 32 counties in Ireland, we're going to fucking drive this home. This is the Snowcast's greatest idea ever. Oh my God, like, honestly, yes. God, this is, yes, yes, yes. Uh, this is pure escapism, like, to the core. Like, we're in the middle of the pandemic, as you said, there's a U.S. election that's going on that's driving people to the walls. There's there's pure misery, dark evenings coming along, but we're embracing it. We're coming along and we're drinking a can. Well, we have to clarify: it's not they're not specifically cans. We're having a drink from every uh, from every uh, county in Ireland, but like like drink endemic didn't uh, wasn't as catchy as pandemic though. So. I have a good one for you with the US election. Go on. We can't go, we can't go to the bar at Obama. So instead we're voting for Bernie Canders. Lovely. <laughs> and everyone just shut off the episode there. Like we know yeah. we're listening. <laughs> yeah. We'll just be looking at the analytics now, like later on. I'll just be like, and 30 seconds into the episode, everybody was gone. <laughs> oh my god. But yeah. Oh, so excited about this. Um 
yeah this has been something that's kind of been like tipping along by us for the last while been like oh what can we do I'm trying to think of like things just uh uh lighten up ourselves more so than anything else and yeah this is a genius idea and um, we've had like some great um recon that's been going on going to offies and going online using like beer cloud and a few other um things we, we actually haven't sourced all of our 32 cans yet um having a few little i wouldn't say problems but a few little uh uh little boundaries that we have to kind of boundary <laughs> that we need to pass so um yeah no it's uh it's it's pretty cool i i'm really enjoying it like so far it's it's so, such a giddy, giddy experience of like going into the office and being like right where is it like, turning around every single can in the place <laughs> i mean like where is this from and then at the pure and utter disappointment then when you find out it's from like suffolk or somewhere yeah the fucking Brits, man. There's a heap of brick cans around that we just never noticed. But do you know what as well? Like, like I got so much satisfaction today out of like we like for people a bit of behind the scenes here. Like we literally printed out a map of Ireland with the empty counties with like just a blank map with just the county borders on it, and we were writing in breweries that we thought we might include or because it's only one can per county, and obviously like. You know, there, there's a heap of independent breweries in Cork. There's a heap of independent breweries in Dublin and Kildare. Um, there's some there's some counties where there's a dense population of really, really good breweries. So obviously we were like, you know, trying to think of ones that we would use for each county. But then there's some counties where you're just like, right, fuck, are there any breweries there? And like, we had a moment today in Arkeen stores. Like we went to three different off licenses today, just, just, on a bit of reconnaissance because we knew like two the first two three weeks of this like we would be sorted uh it wouldn't be challenging and we'd leave the most difficult awkward cumbersome counties to source uh independent craft beer from to last and then today we found this random bottle that i think you're going to talk about later on from county loud which we were like fuck we're, like where are we going to find county loud like there's there, and it's this kind of thing where we're down here in the southeast and, and like you say, you're in Kildare for the last 10 months or, or whatever. And like, it's like independent brewery, the access to them can be so localized or yeah, totally. purely dependent on what distributor your local off licenses use or, or who, what reps your local publican gets on with. So it's been this challenge for us to try and find like, what breweries are there in County Tyrone and how the fuck do we get them in Waterford or, you know, what, like basically, right, you know, we are going into off licenses saying, right, this is the brewery we've picked for Kerry. And then we go in and find a fucking gem from somewhere else. And we're like, I want to try this. And it turns out to be the greatest golden ale you've ever thought of. But I'll talk about that later on. Um, but it's just been this wonderful journey so far. And look, I will say this before we crack into the breweries, before we crack into the beers, and before we crack into the counties we're going to talk about tonight in the first episode of this little mini series, um, on social media, please get in touch, get in touch, get in touch at Snowcast on Twitter, Instagram and Facebook. If there are breweries that you know of, if you know where we can source them, if you know we can order them online here or, or, or fuck it, if you're a brewer and you're from County fucking Tyrone or, or if you're from County Fermanagh and you're brewing something in your gaff, like DM us and, and we'll tell you where to send the fucking beer and it'll be our Fermanagh beer. Um, the other thing to highlight before we crack on any further is 
we have not been able to find any active breweries in County Armagh or County Cavan. So we've come up with a solution. Yes. For County Cavan, it's fairly simple. We have nominated Bally Kill Cavan as Cavan Brewery. It was the obvious choice. It was the obvious choice. I mean, to be honest with you, if we didn't do that and someone pointed it out to us, I think we'd just quit there and then and just never record a podcast again or drink another beer. But we've, we've nominated Ballyclickhaven to, to, to represent um, Calvin, um, the, the great county of Christy Moore, not the singer, but our friend Christy. Um, and then Armagh. So what we're going to do with County Armagh is we're basically going to do um, a, a, a Twitter poll of breweries that are not going to be featured based on their own county, be, not because we don't like them, but just because for convenience or whatever. It, it's actually pretty much so far being convenienced. Oh, look, this can is here and it's from this county. So we use that. So, so we're going to put up a couple of breweries on a Twitter poll and we're going to say which brewery will have the honor of representing the Orchard County. Actually, the Orchard County is Armagh. We should do it. We should do a cider from Armagh because it's the Orchard oh. County. That's a good shout, actually. Yeah. How come they don't have a cider? So we're going to Surely put, they have a cider. It, I'd say the whole county just, when you turn on a tap in Armagh, it just pours out cider. They wash their clothes <laughs> in cider. Um, so we're going, to, we're, going, we're going to put up um, a, a bunch of um, cider, cider um, makers, and you can vote away for which one will represent Armagh in the pandemic, the Snowcast pandemic of 2020. Love it. That's yeah, um. So I suppose what are we drinking tonight? Is we're drinking all of these, and that, that's pretty much just going to be the the content of the whole episode. Is what these four cans that we're each drinking. And and before you drive on, on just to point out, like um, one something that gave us both a giggle during the week was we we put up this thing about the pandemic on um, on Twitter during the week. And we asked for recommendations of breweries and people were replying with breweries and other people were responding to that saying, I know that's that they only come in bottles. Like lads, we are calling this the pandemic, but we are more than happy to drink out of bottles. We'll drink out of fucking welly boots if we have to. Awesome. So um, yeah, when you're bringing on your suggestions, don't be worried if it's a bottle because we're not that arsed. Oh, definitely not. Um, so right, do you, do you want to kick it off, kid? Um, yeah, fuck it, right, I'm going to talk about, um, the whole episode might be taken up by this because I'm so, so happy and excited about this beer, um, and this brewery, and just this fucking region of the country, because it's brilliant, um, so I'm going to talk about a beer called Bale Bon, um, as it says on the label itself, Bure Corcorina, or a, it's a beer from Corcorina, the Gaeltrucht in West Kerry, from the West Kerry Brewing Company, and um, it, it's brewed down there in or uh, Ballyferreter, as, as people might know it by its anglicised name. Um, lo- long-term listeners of Snowcast will know of my absolute affinity and love for the Irish language, and yours as well, Owen. Like, we, are, we are big lovers of the Irish language here, and, and by default, we just adore the Gaeltucks, the, the Irish-speaking regions of Ireland. So to be able to, so to, be able to get a beer from the Gaeltuck region, to be able to buy it in an off-licence in Worldwide Wines, uh, in in during a pandemic is just an absolute tribute to the brewers, to the distributors, and to the off licenses for Stockholm to begin with. Now, there's a bit of story about how we found this beer first. 
So we went into Worldwide Wines and we were looking at the plinth, the, the much the much celebrated plinth of Worldwide Wines. And the plinth is in the back right of the off-license. And there's like a, a shelf before that that actually has on the top on the top of that plinth, there's like um, Sierra Nevada and a few American breweries and a few uh, English breweries. So we never kind of went there to look for beers uh, during the last couple of months. And we were kind of just looking around and nosing around. The next thing we just kind of spotted on a shelf down low, these couple of different beers. So we had a look and we came across like this bottle. The bottles are incredible because they're the old amber style bottles. And they've got these real old school, almost like fucking early 20th century labeling. Real fires on them, isn't there? Like, Yeah, yeah. Like it's a real old school bottle. It's old school style of bottle. It's an old school label and it just kind of straight away you're like nostalgic um you're you're drawn into these fucking just this historic um setting when you look at the bottle it, it really does set the scene and um i i just this bale bond stood out to me as a as a, a, a beer that i really wanted to drink so i actually bought two bottles of it Um, it's a golden ale five percent and just pouring it out is a joy um because you see like when you pour it it's 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 a gold ale it's a deep gold like it's a really fucking i put a picture of it up on the instagram story and and, and on our twitter page there um this evening and it's fucking glorious looking like it's a beautiful beautiful um beer when you pour it out a proper a proper gold gold um gold ale like i spent a good bit of time in belgium drinking like re- really good um like world famous gold ales and this rivals any of them and um, there's only if there's one word i'd use to describe it it's the irish word glocha this drink tom bure show fucking glocha fad it's fucking delicious Um, it's so so good it's it's an incredible incredible beer like it's it's so crisp and fresh and like use your own well water apparently brewing it and it's really it, it's like it looks feels like it's a really simple recipe and you know that wanky wine phrase terroir where like they talk about different fields and different like um different soil will give a different taste to a beer it, it has that pure raw natural fucking real what's the word i'm looking for the fucking the terroir does sum it up like you can it's you can nearly taste the fucking malt and barley from it, it it's fucking incredible and um, and and i cut like jesus I, I love it and and i actually i love it so much that i've come up with a new word for the in the irish language for whoever came up with this or for beer enthusiasts who would love this beer so i have a new word in the irish language for beer enthusiasts so the irish word for beer is bure Yep. So we, anyone who likes this beer is now a Bjorador. Oh! <laughs> Bjorador. So like for oh, people who don't speak. Oh my God. Yeah. So for people oh. who don't. And the fucking, the fucking dictionary is only printed there the other day. I know, I know. It probably is in it and I probably haven't made this up. But, but like a shopador is a shopkeeper, for example. Um like a fjordor is a butcher and um, you know door, isn't it? Isn't that so, a so, jeweler? What's a, a show door is that a jeweler yeah yeah so like basically uh, something a door is a person involved like a person who who um is associated with this thing so he's passionate so, about that thing absolutely bale born os and if you drink that 
you're officially a Bjorador. Oh my god. I feel like Hector I feel like Hector on TV card. <laughs> I know. Yeah. That, fuck man, that is that actually that, that that little description there is giving me shivers. I, I just I want that so much. It's it sounds amazing, like. Um and like like what was your like what's your is it is it is it the is it the taste is it the mouthfeel what's the what's what's the what's the number one like what's the what's the standout thing what makes that different now than than any other beer so it's the entire it's the entire drinking experience it's not just the taste and the mouthfeel and, and when it goes into your body it's for me like every every step from when you see the bottle and what the bottle represents and yeah. it's when you read the label and the label is like you know this is from in west kerry in one of the Gaeltuck regions you know the irish language is a minority language in its own country and and it's this real old school retrograde bottling and then when you pour it like golden ales are not sexy no. um you know, there, you, there, you, you've got all these, um, and we're going to talk about some of them throughout this month. You've got these like American pale ales, uh, East Coast, West Coast IPAs. You've got these fancy beer techniques. Golden Ale is a classic. It's not sexy. It's not new age. It's a classic. So it is that retrograde. And then it's just so pure. It's, it's almost like so simple. It's one of those simple pleasures drinking this beer. And it is literally that, like Kerry is this, um, Kerry as a county, as a region is just this, they call it, we, we, in Ireland it's known as the kingdom. And it is like, you know, just this amazing, incredibly beautiful landscape. The people are, are hilarious. Like, you know, you talk to Kerry people, if you ask a Kerry person a question, they'll answer you with another question. It's this real, I'm not going to use the phrase backwards, like my grandfather is a Kerry man and I adore him. And like, it's just, it's this incredible part of the world. And for me, it's just like, it is Kerry in a glass when you pour it out. Like it is that cute horism. It is that simplicity. It is that very laid back kind of storyteller, isn't it? Like yeah, ah, oh, storyteller. It's a it, it, the, the, it's, it's a Shana key of a beer. Exactly. Um, yeah. And and like I just I was drinking it thinking, um, so so like we're obviously we're, do, we're doing four beers each. We can't drink the four of them while we're recording. So I I, I had that. An hour ago, and I was so fucking nostalgic drinking it. Um, I was drinking it, thinking, you know, like with in Kerry, when you go to Killarney, there's Tork waterfall. You can climb Tork waterfall. You're you're nearly at the spring in the mountain, and you can you can like drink the water straight from it, and it's so crystal clear and pure. Like it was almost like I was drinking. It was almost like the spring of Tork waterfall was just spitting out beer, and I was drinking that. Wow, that's amazing. So I suppose. Another part that we're we're kind of adding to this this beer tasting thing is that I want a little story from each county or a little fact that you might have. So, what do you have there from Kerry? So actually, I I was thinking about this and I was saying where will I go at Kerry and I, I talked a bit about clarity and waterfalls and stuff like that and the scenery. But um, what, what for me something that sticks out with Kerry are the islands. Uh, like the islands with Kerry are a big thing and and um. You know, we've spoken about again, and I, this is linked, link, link it back into the brewery again, which is based in the Gaeltacht. Um, the 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 Irish language, an awful lot of the decline in the Irish language, wrongly in my opinion, is attributed to Peg Sears, who was a woman who 
lived an awful lot of her life on the Blasket Islands. So the islands are synonymous with Kerry. And I just wanted to tell a little story about, um, I, I just want to talk about the islands a little bit because um, the, 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 the islands off the coast of Kerry became ridiculously famous over the last couple of years for their scenery and their beauty. Um, because Skellig, the Skellig Islands and Skellig Vahil in particular, Michael Skellig, um, featured in Star Wars films. Um, it was where the, um, so, so where, uh, puffins do nest there and then uh, like an awful lot of puffins nest there. And then if you remember when Obi-Wan Kenobi was in retreat on this island, that's where, um, that, that was on Skellig Vahil where all that was filmed. And it was, um, it was Luke Skywalker. Oh, Skywalker, sorry, Luke Skywalker, sorry. So, oh, so that we're not we're not getting a load of hate mail. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but Luke Skywalker was was chilling on Skellig the Heel, and um, even like they used they used the um, they used the, the island houses as like they didn't even do that much to them, you know. The, the, the like the old um, the old school layout, the old school architecture, and everything was perfect for what they wanted. And they also based the like fictional birds were based on the puffins and their habits as well. It was just really, really cool. Um, and I do associate the island. I bought, um, and it, it reminds me of um, a present I bought my grandfather once as well, um, who's from Kerry and, and like hasn't lived in Kerry since he was 17 and went off to become a guard and still has a Kerry accent. And, and one, one, one of the... Something I once bought Grandad, who's a very difficult man to buy for because he's no mass on materialistic items. I once bought him a present for Christmas of a book that was the last king, um, the last king of the Blaskets. And it was a book on the, the, the islanders used to elect kings. Um, and uh, it was just a book on the last king of the Blasket Islands. And he really appreciated it. So like the islander way of life off the coast of Kerry was like up until like less than a century ago was completely different to the mainland even, you know, and it was an alien world and it was a harsh winter and a glorious summer. And it's just a fucking cool part of the world, man. I, I just have so much love for that part of the world. Yeah, it's 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 definitely a place I know like um like when I was growing up, like it's always a place that you used to go to. It used to kind of be like the automatic holiday destination for like um it was there on, on West Cork um and it's also because the roads in ireland were so bad that you couldn't get anywhere else like but um it, not, not saying that the roads in Kerry are great either <laughs> but uh um yeah no so such a savage spot and like i had like actually one of my only uh holidays this year has been down to ningle as well like and it's just such a reprieve such a break like it's it's, it's somewhere you can just automatically relax and as you said, like that kind of storytelling tradition and, you know, it just feels like a different place altogether. Um, than there's, a, there's a lovely slower pace of life there. Like, yeah, um, definitely. So Owen, coming back to yourself then, um, what's your first featured uh, beer of the Candemic series? So I'm, I'm about four drinks in here. So um, <laughs> I think I'll go, um, I think I'll go back to the start. I think I'll go back to what I have. So, I was having um, dinner with Kira earlier on, so um, we said we'd split um, this beacon batches. Um, it's uh, from County Loud, and it is a ginger and lime natural honey refresher. So this was the one that we spotted in um, Arkeen stores earlier on, and um, 
yeah, like it was one that we weren't expecting to find and you just put your paw on it and kind of, you were like, oh, it's loud, pick it up, let's get it and go. Um, but yeah, like as soon as you picked it up, I was like, oh, I know Kira, I love that. Like that's a that's um, right up our alley now, that ginger ear. And we had it with dinner earlier on um, and it, it was like not, a, so it's 5% and it didn't taste like alcohol at all. It was really, really refreshing, really nice. Um, really kind of nice, like, you know, there's a lot of kind of like ginger beers out there, but this had that kind of like nice, like acidic taste with the, with the lime as well in it. And, and it had like, I'm not sure if there's like even honey in this, but like it did have that kind of like honey like feel as well. Like, you know, it was like, so, um, but yeah, it was, it was really nice. Also another shout out, like, as you were saying with your, your bottle. So your bottle is that kind of real old school bottle, whereas this bottle, the, the so the neck of it, uh, the, from the top of the bottle to the neck of the bottle is, um, twisted. The glass is twisted and it's twisted in the shape of a beehive, which I thought was really cool. Like, ah, cool. Yeah. I don't know. I can't really see it, but, um, yeah re- like it was it was absolutely ideal for um for the two of us like just a like oh well we could have had one each but yeah it was so nice and refreshing and like really really like good pairing with um with dinner so yeah it's definitely one of those ones like it it, it, it it's one of those drinks as well that if they brought out a non-alcoholic version of it you drink it in a pub you know as a non-alcoholic drink as well it was that like lovely taste you know it's kind of like I, I went out for drinks with you there a while ago and i got um was it the hollows and fentiman they do like gi- like an alcoholic ginger beer and then they do like just a ginger beer on its own non-alcoholic ginger beer and like the the, the taste between them is m- minuscule like so you can definitely just like tip into that but um, yeah, re- really, really enjoyed it for um, just how like light and refreshing it was. So um, yeah, it's a it's a good one, good one, good one to appeal to a, a lot of people, I'd say. Amazing, and um, I suppose like the last thing we expected when we were thinking up of the pandemic series was that we'd end up like we were saying like it's, it's it is port and stout, at yeah. port and, and stout season now. And we were saying like we'll end up with a heap of stouts and porters and like you know my first beer is a golden ale and your first one is like an alcoholic ginger beer like and and that's something that has stuck out to me is like the variety like like as much as we know that there is great variety out there because we are interested and, and invested in independent craft brewing in Ireland like how struck were you at the quality of like uh like a ginger an alcoholic ginger beer from County Loud that we neither of us had ever heard of before today at lunchtime yeah and like uh, uh, like definitely definitely struck with it and and even like ha- having read a little into that kind of uh, beacon uh, b- uh, batches brewery place that um they're saying like everything is natural in it like so it's like um all the honey is like naturally um, infused with like fresh ginger and lime and that they're saying that like because of that like no two batches will taste the same um, because it's just you know so fresh it's going to be like a different obviously honey variety different different bees different everything like from year in year out like so you're going to have so it, it, it's it's that uh attention to detail it's that freshness it's you know it's it's probably like the things that 
these small breweries, small, you know, kind of farm-based breweries that are, you know, are able to do and want to do because they're so passionate about like the ingredients that they already have there. It's not as if they're buying in honey or they're buying in these other ingredients. Like their their core ingredients are made there on the farm or whatever. So I, yeah, I think I thought it was I thought that was really cool. Like it's almost like me shining on about that terroir aspect of the the um, bail bond earlier. Like you know, it is that kind of batch to batch variability depending on the time of the year the, the place and, uh, and all that kind of stuff and then um, in terms of, of, of County Loud then have you any gems for us from the location or, or any random County Loud bits um yeah so um I was um I was doing a bit of research it's actually it's actually pretty cool like going like doing a little bit of research but um what I found out was that um that uh, that um Oliver Plunkett's head is in a glass case um, in in Drogheda. So um, in St. Peter's Church on West Street, um, is they have his Oliver Plunkett's human head is in a glass case on display. And and that so basically Oliver Plunkett, for the people who didn't know, um, was I think he was like Arch Archbishop of Ireland or something. Uh, but he was like killed by um, kind of Cromwellian forces um, due to the like uh, banning of Catholicism uh, due to the papal laws and stuff. Um, and he was hung, drawn and quartered um, in 1681. And his head has been in Drogheda since 1921. Um, and he, another fact I found out about Plunkett was that he was um, the first new Irish saint in over seven hundred years. So, yeah, that was that was my little um, my little take on, um, on on County Loud. I thought it was very interesting. Like, I, I kind of got myself into a bit of a, a Wikipedia hole, like just kind of like going through it. Like, you know, I started like I started off with like Oliver Plunkett, and then I was like looking then through like the popish plot and like the test acts and all this kind of stuff it was very 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 interesting like oh brilliant i, I i'm not gonna lie when i when, when we were talking about this and you ended up with the the drink from county loud which by the way when we picked it out straight away i was like owens care will love this i presume he's going to want this and i was like you want the ginger beer i suppose and um, and we were trying to divide up the the eight drinks for tonight between us uh I'm not going to lie, I thought you were going to come out with some Jerry Adams related stuff because like Jer- Jerry Adams uh, was elected to Dáil Ireland in County Loud. Uh, I thought we were going to go down an IRA. Jerry yeah, Adams yeah. fucking troubles loophole. But I, I suppose then like we don't want to bring the lawyers on us either, do we? Like, uh, Yeah, I was, I was going to go down that route or um, also just talking about um, Carlingford as a <laughs> stag and hen spot. <laughs> <laughs> hey we got the shouts for them anyway in but um i suppose kicking on from the um the bail bond then i moved on to um the drink the, the brewery that we nominated from waterford and like you know what we featured um metal man on on the podcast a good few times and we featured um dungarvan brewing company in so and especially in some of the earlier episodes you know when, when we were um uh, kind of finding our feet in the craft beer world and we were very keen to try out water for beers so like basically in March just as 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 um, 
the virus took a grip in Ireland, a new brewery cropped up in Waterford, uh, the Crafty Hopster. And I think I've alluded to it once or twice in the podcast in the past. And and I think you might have been drinking the cans one night on, were you? There, there was four, to, four for ten in our Four for ten, yeah. Um, but the, the Crafty Hopster brewing, I think obviously given the, the circumstance upon opening, um, the only drink that the Crafty Hopster has out there at the moment is this drink, which is the All Hail Pale Ale, 4% um, 4% pale ale that's uh, um that that is absolutely banging with hops and um, citrus aromas juicy flavors um it's 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 a lovely balanced pale ale i think it's it's like you know um you can't go wrong with a pale ale like when for an independent brewer a good decent pale ale is what keeps the the lights on and and uh, the 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 brewery going really to be honest isn't it like so it's a great thing to start off with for a new brewery um, a new brewer uh, and it's lovely and um, a good decent bang of hops off it kind of like an earthy kind of lovely um initial um real hoppy kick and a, a nice little bitterness as well like i find and um, it's, it's not just all hop um for for a pale ale really really nice um and again very fucking brave to set up a brewery in this current climate uh and very very happy to be drinking those cans because you know it's a it's brave it's a it's a local guy um putting his putting his neck out there and, and chasing his fucking dream like like so many other independent brewers do and he's come up with a fucking banger to be fair to him i tell you what though that that little um that little niche of those little like 330 mils and the like four for a tenner is like spot on isn't it like as in yeah. even there today when you were picking up um the one can to taste for this like you know and i was there well should we not just get the four anyway <laughs> do you know what i mean like it like it's it, it's it's just a perfect perfect like little amount to just like a tenner just be like tipping away on those four little cans just it's, i think it's perfect like you have you can have like it's one of those ones that you can like pop out if you're having a meal or something that you can just have with a meal a little you know little kind of 330 mil can just to have that like i i've said it i think i've said it before on this but if i ever have if i'm ever having like a curry or an indian or anything i have to have a beer with it like it's just part and parcel with the whole thing like you can't you can't experience one without the other you know what i mean and uh i think those are the perfect little combination that you can have with them like um but yeah so brave fair play to i actually can't remember what his name is Nile or something no it's, uh, I, I probably shouldn't be, I, I, yeah I'm, I'm terrible names but but i will say this as well right it's actually a beautiful can and it's um it's really well illustrated like it's obviously all hail pale ale so it's like um uh alluding to a to a deity like yeah some sort of a god and then basically it's it's like the heavens are opening in the can and the sun rays are coming down and people are coming to worship and they've got like all the people are wearing like clothes with hops on them um, yeah. and it did the actual the, the artwork for the can was done by a local waterford um illustrator and the design a guy called lee grace so i think like everything about this can um from i think the ingredients in it the brewing process and even the illustration and design on the on the label is local, um, and that's great. So 
a really good beer. Um, one that, like you said, 330 mil, really easy to drink, goes down really quick. Uh, the four for 10 will be a brilliant value. I'm not sure how long they'd last because you'd fucking skull them um, in a couple of subs. But I suppose then looking at the location of where it's from, Waterford, obviously this podcast is synonymous with Waterford because we are a Waterford-based podcast. We did like the vast, vast majority of our podcasts have been recorded in Waterford pubs. Waterford beer has featured heavily on the podcast. So um, I suppose a bit of trivia about Waterford, some bit of background information. Waterford is the oldest city in Ireland. Uh, found a bit of Vikings many, many moons ago. Um, people will know, talking about cider that we mentioned earlier, one of the most famous ciders in the world is Strongbow's. Uh, actually, Strongbow himself raided Waterford. Took up residence in Reginald, he took up residence in Reginald's Tower, which still stands to this day uh, um, as well. So, like, Waterford is a real historic uh, location. But I was trying to think of other stuff there. And there's a bit of controversy about Waterford at the moment. I don't know if you were reading the, the great local newspaper, the Waterford News and Star this week. Um, but there was a bit of controversy over um, UCC or Alma Mater or, or Old College University. Uh, the, the Book of Lismore is being um, sent from the Brits are returning, but they're sending it to UCC. And UCC released a press release about this and said, finally, the Book of Lismore is returning home. Um, and Waterford and Cork are border counties and they do not get on with each other in a sporting sense. And UCC, the Cork Uni- University, University College Cork, stating that the Book of Lismore, Lismore is a, a town in Waterford, the Book of Lismore returning home ca- has apparently caused consternation Oh, yes. There's more. Apparently, there is an absolute ruckus over this, and there's more. So there's a great bit of old school like parish rivalry going on here, where where the, the folk of Lismore are fucking raging with University College Cork or Old College because they said the book of Lismore is returning home. Oh, brilliant, <laughs> this, brilliant! This historical document that's like fucking hundreds of years old. So, I... so like. I was saying, like, I could talk shit about Waterford all day, but I, I just thought that's a bit, it's both topical and historical at the same time. That's amazing, yeah. I say that old hurling match last weekend <laughs> added fuel to the fire as well. Yeah, it's not often Waterford beat Cork, but they beat him last week. And uh, yeah, that, that, they, they, they're salty in Cork about that, so they're throwing a few shades about the book of Lismore. They, they robbed the book of Lismore in retaliation. Fuck, <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> oh, that's quality, man. Uh, yeah, love that. There's some nice little story there. Nice little, uh, nice little facts. And... So, come here, Owen. What, what, what was up next for yourself there? Uh, so, uh, drink number uh, two in my pandemic series was um, from a little old city called Belfast. And it was on the county down side of Belfast. And it was from Boundary Brewing, and it was their classic American pale ale. And man, I actually really like this can. Um, it it was, re- it was it was kind of like a touch little sweet. Uh, all right, I'll tell you a story about. Um, so last Friday, I did the uh, the the taste the um, October monthly meetup with the craft beer community. Um, with the box delivered from Beer Cloud. And uh, 
they had like a mystery beer tasting thing in it. Four mystery cans were sent to us and there was a bit of mystery kind of tasting where um, Brian um, revealed uh, the identities of the four cans after he tasted them. I'll tell you what I learned from that. I cannot taste beer like other people can. Other people are fucking unbelievable. Like they're there like, like calling the hops off the fucking beer like uh they're like oh i can taste um i can taste strata uh you know there's lovely uh a lovely honeydew flavor off this you're like what the fuck are you on about like this is <laughs> i can get like i can get the the notes right i can get sweet i can get acidic i can get bitter you know i can get these kind of things like you know oh, but that's because you have a tongue that's because i have a tongue exactly parts of a tongue um but like like some of the things, like there was one thing where they're saying what this tasted of, and um, I wrote in it tasted of Benson and Hedges, like because <laughs> it had a smoky flavor. But it like, tasted like it tastes like an Eddie Jordan Formula One car from the nineteen nineties. <laughs> yeah. But so anyway, going back to Boundary Brune and this American Pale Ale that they have, uh, I got hints of like marmalade off it. Right now, I was I like I haven't looked it up or anything, so I don't know if that is right or wrong. And um, but that's what I get, what I get off it off it altogether. And yeah, there was a little kind of sweet sweet taste off it. Um, but yeah, it was lovely. It wasn't like it wasn't overly sweet. But yeah, again, you can't say enough. I think we were saying it. I actually I said it before on the I said it actually at that um monthly meetup thing um that. I asked a question to everybody who was there on the night. Do you think that every brewery should have a core, simple kind of bridging beer that that will uh, bridge the gap between the macro brewer, the macro um, beer drinker, and then the local independent beer drinker something to bring them over so that they're not their taste buds aren't exploded with like mad shite like a tiramisu stout or something like that you know and everyone was saying actually yeah like everyone everyone probably sh- every brewery should have like a not maybe not every brewery but like there should be the the ones that are producing um a, 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 a quite a big range of beers should have a kind of few staple ones that are bridging um beers bet- between those kind of macro and um microbreweries so um this is definitely one that you'd be like you know someone who would be drinking fucking carlsberg or whatever you'd throw them onto this and they'd be happy as larry about the thing but um just i'll give you a sorry go on no, I was going to say, in, term, in terms of what you're talking about, taste-wise there, and, you know, people able to pick out hops and stuff like that, like, I have found myself um, that, like, it's one of those things that I think you, you said something there that, that kind of hit me from one of the early craft beer community things where one of the brewers was saying, like, you know, at the end of the day, you taste what you taste, so, like, there's no wrong, like, if you say I get fucking hints of caramel off this, you're not wrong in saying that. Someone can't come and say, What are you talking about? There's no hint of caramel. It's just what you fucking taste, it's what you yeah. 
I think as well, like a lot of that comes with experience too, and it, being able to identify hops, like you, you need to be invested in trying to figure it out, but, but like you, you inform yourself and it's kind of an experience. And I think like an awful lot of when we taste beers, it's more like what do you make of it? It's not, can you disseminate the ingredients and identify them? And I think sometimes it's like, um, there, there can, I, I think, yeah, there definitely can be a snobbiness about it at times. Um, but for me, drinking craft beer and independent craft beers is, is this a drink that I am appreciating and love? And then, yeah, like it's cool when you, when you guess the hops and you guess two out of five right or one out of three right, like, and you're like, fucking hell, I can't believe I identify that, you know, like we're complete fucking novices. Um, but yeah, but I think as well, Boundary, like, they're a fucking top-notch brewery, like, um, I found a sneaky can there earlier of um, of uh, uh, one of the Boundary stouts, and I was like, fuck, like, that's going to be a gem now in a couple of weeks uh, of a wintry night. Um, but, the, the, yeah, I've actually not had that American pale um, that, that you've had there now and described, but I do think you make an incredible point about the need for bridging beers and the need for beers that will get you from, uh, will get a non a non independent craft beer drinker, um, to someone who will be open up to different styles and different techniques and different beers. Like that's really important. Yeah, yeah, and actually shout out to Boundary as well. I think that they're a co-op, aren't they? So you can kind of like invest yeah. in them, yeah, which is pretty cool. Um, owned by the people, um. And yeah, so uh, a few, a few, <laughs> a few little um, interesting facts about um, County Down. So um, <laughs> I actually, I, I actually had um, a few kind of facts, like serious facts about um, Belfast lined up, um, and then I found um, this um, satirical website called um, theulsterfry.com. And uh, so I'll just give you a few non-county down related headlines that they have up at the moment of like um, drinking Jay's fluid cures coronavirus, claims Trump. Uh, men given three week extension to keep DIY promises. Uh, drug cartels move into Hangel market as prices soar. <laughs> So yeah, I thought they were fucking phenomenal. So, but they have one article up called um, Eight Almost Interesting Facts About County Down." So, uh, if you look at County Down, it has like this um, kind of weird-looking peninsula at the top, right? So, um, so, so one of the facts is um, on old maps of Ireland, the Ords Peninsula was called the Ords Peninsula. <laughs> Because it looked like a willy. <laughs> Do you think that's where the phrase peninsula comes from? It must be. <laughs> when the government changed it to the peninsula in the 1960s, the people of Ballywater rioted for six weeks. <laughs> Do you think that was called Bally Piss before the government intervened? What? Do you think that was called Bally Piss before the government intervened? <laughs> All right, I'll give you I'll give you another one. I'll give you another one. Um, so Down is the only county in Northern Ireland with nearly three cities as it's parts of Belfast, 
parts of Lisburn and all of Newry, apart from the wee bit in Armagh. Both Lisburn and Newry were made into cities in 2002 as part of the Queen's Golden Jubilee celebrations when she got pissed and Prince Philip bet her she wouldn't do it. <laughs> Oh, stop. Uh, no, uh, to, be honest, to be honest with you, that wouldn't surprise me. <laughs> no. Oh, I'd fuck. say she's a devil for the gin. Oh, fuck. Um, so uh, here, actually, um, before we tip on there to the next beers, um, DJ, you uh, produced a little song uh, <laughs> earlier, <laughs> earlier on in the week about cans. So um, we might just snip that into this episode before we go um, to the ad. So some of our listeners will, well, you'll definitely hear DJ doing a song, but um, some of you uh, may hear an ad promoting some and, uh, shite you might need or might need. All right. And in the, mean, and in the meantime, if I don't um, disconnect my microphone, you might also hear me go for a quick pace. Cool, cool. In Ballywater. <laughs> 
Tasty cans, send in the pale ales and porters and stouts. The cans, send in the cans. And we're back in the room. It's been a long time since we've kind of gone for piss breaks and stuff, really, isn't it? Like, we're going yeah, to blend I, in I, and blend out. Our bladders are failing. Yeah. Um, but anyway, yeah, so we're on to our uh, third beer, or I suppose maybe our your third beer, but our fifth beer overall. Um, so, DJ, what's your beer and what's your county? So I started off on the west coast um, up in Kerry in the southwest, in the most southwesterly county. And then I moved to the most southeasterly county of Waterford. So I'm going to move up a notch to Wexford and then... It's, it's a brewery synonymous with the Snowcast, really. Um, been a, almost an ever-present throughout the different phases of the Snowcast over the last couple of years. Um, so I've gone for a yellow belly. I, I like, with Wexford, um, we went for yellow belly because we just feel like um, yellow belly have been so good to us, we had to include them in this little series. And um, it's a beer that I've, I've gone for a beer um, that... Yellow Belly brought out as a limited edition beer a number of years ago. And now I think they've, re, they've reintroduced it. And I, I, I don't think they've reintroduced it as a staple, but they have made a good bit of it that, like, you know, it's been on the go now for a couple of months and just plenty of stock to it around Watford anyway. And it's the Strawberry Sour Grape for the town, which I think featured on the podcast a couple of weeks ago, but I said, fuck it, we'll bring it back. For a number of reasons. The first thing is, it's a great, great fucking beer. And uh, strawberries and a nice uh, sour, you think ideal for summer, but actually it's it's a lovely fucking quencher. You know, it's a really really nice drink, um, and I think it does have that omni seasonality about it. Um, a really really nice beer, um, and it's, it it goes down really well. Like it's 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 top top notch. It's only four point two percent, and. Yeah, they, they, they do. Um, they, they use a nice blend of malts there, um, and uh, it's not too hoppy. But also, um, there, there is like it, the strawberries don't dominate it. You know, there's a nice, similar enough to Castaway where the passion fruit isn't overwhelming. Just like this, the strawberries aren't overwhelming in this because, like, the strawberries sour, you could think like that could be quite sickly or it could be a bit fucking unpleasant. Not at all. Re- really nice to drink. Um. And I also think as well, right, when we're trying to mention like place names and, and talk about the localities of each brewery and give a little bit of background into the area in Ireland. Um, you know, obviously Yellow Belly as a brewery has a really interesting name in that like um, Wexford are called the Yellow Bellies. The Wexford hurling team are called the Yellow Bellies and that's where Yellow Belly, the character, gets his name from. And on this uh, can, the, the great for the town can, the yellow belly character has a Wexford hurling and Gaelic football jersey on. Um, he has like a, a, a later iteration of the jersey where he's got like purple sleeves and, and just a yellow torso. But they got the yellow belly nickname because their jerseys used to have, back when the, the GA was in its infancy in the early 20th century, he used to have like basically a big, huge purple stripe from the neck down to below the chest. And then basically the area that would cover the belly was a yellow stripe, and then it was purple again down the waist. So they became the yellow bellies. Um, so that's that's a bit of that's basically how the brewery and the character of the yellow belly got got the name. 
Um, and again, I, I, I was like, right, when we decided to do this, and, and rather than like, you know, ask random questions to each other or have topics or whatever, we'd actually, the topics itself would be the counties themselves, as well as the breweries and the beers. Strawberry sour. And um, no matter where you go in Ireland, it would appear, no matter what road you're on, whether you're on the N1, the N17, like the, this famous road from the Sod after Sound, the N25, the road from Waterford to New Ross in Wexford that brings you into Wexford, or whether you're on the N fucking 70 million, uh, you will come across a young lad in transition here on the side of the road selling Wexford strawberries. No matter what road you are on in the country, there'll be a young lad in transition here, or a young one in transition here, on their phone, ignoring you, yeah. half telling you what the price of a packet of strawberries are at Ucalova. All year round. Fucking 365 days a year, 24 hours a day, seven days a week. They'll be selling them strawberries on the side of the road. And uh, I just think, like, you know, Yellow Belly have such a fucking vast array and great selection. Their staples are all brilliant. Talking about bridging beers, Keller beer is the absolute ultimate beer to transition from um, uh, drinking macro lagers that, that would be synonymous with the, the you know, Irish middle-aged male drinker um, to independent craft brewing. And then Citra Pale Ale, it's one fucking world beer of the year. It's top, top notch. Like their staples, Castaway is possibly your favorite beer. Like their staple beers are so, so good. And then they have... They bring out so many limited edition beers, like it's an absolute fucking treat. And Declan Nixon, their head brewer, is a fucking genius. But I just think, in all, for the purpose of what this pandemic series is, to talk about a, a, the culture and history and of a region, and to talk about the beer that you have, uh, the great for the town, Yellow Belly Strawberry Sour, just encapsulates that entire concept so, so well. Because the nuance background bits the little smallest sort of these in the name of the beer top style of the beer and the name of the character the name of the brewery and the story it tells it like coming back to your Corcoquina and um, and um, again back in Kerry to the first beer that storytelling behind the beer is just runs through it all it's fucking quality yeah I think I think I think you've hit the nail on the head there um, DJ with the fact, just to reiterate, I suppose, um, the reason we're doing this um, pandemic series is this isn't 32 beer reviews per se. This is 32 celebrations of breweries and 32 celebrations of Ireland and like what, uh, and Irish people of what they have done in the brew like in the breweries in 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 brewing these like magic little things and um you, you we could have put picked like like down in waterford we have nearly all a selection of all of the yellow belly beers that are available at one time like they, they nearly between all, all the all the off licenses we went to today you, you'd nearly get the whole selection of of what's available um so we we could have picked any of them up and it's probably testament to what yellow belly do that the effort that is put into each and every single one of those beers is like amazing like from the beer itself between the ingredients that are put into it the genius behind it like we've spoken so highly before of them of 
the like sunshine and showers um the what was the what was the super split one uh, super sofa um how like that just wanted to be tasted like a super split and like actually achieving that like insane between my love of castaway between your what you're saying about citra keller beer like the the stuff that they put into the beer is, is unbelievable the, so from the beer itself and then going on to the can the artwork on it is amazing like well, i was just talking like um to kira over dinner there and she was saying like that the boundary can that i had um like she was like i love that can that is so cool it's like literally just like paintbrush strokes like across the front of the can different kind of shades like you know and it it like it's a really really good looking can and she was saying like oh like beer can artwork has come on so much over the years and stuff and that like it's it's really uh um an art in itself and like no more so than yellow belly like for what they've achieved in uh with paul like that's it's it's insane that the 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 stuff that they're producing for those cans and like the detail that goes in like to the jersey and everything for him and that it's fucking amazing like like i'm just looking at it now and people might know but like wexford wexford haven't won the all-ireland hurling title since 1996 and that was like a fucking massive moment for wexford people and like there were songs written about that, like dancing at the crossroads. And I like, was dancing at the crossroads. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And like like that, like we both have family in Wexford and Camp Isle and, and like, you know, what, what that meant culturally for a place like Wexford, you know, a, a county that has been in, that, that really is like almost like a forgotten part of Ireland at times when you look at the bigger picture stuff, like, um, and, and just Yellow Belly, the character in this, he's, has a hurl in one hand, a box of Wexford strawberries in the other, and he has a, a a golden medal around his neck, and it's a purple ribbon holding a golden medal, a yellow golden medal that just had 96 written on it. And then um, it's just the attention to detail, like you said, um, everything that's gone into this can, be it from a beer point of view, from a design point of view, is like really well thought out. And yeah, I, I like, I couldn't speak highly enough of it. So um, Owen, yep. five down, what's the sixth snowcast can of the pandemic and what is your third drink? Uh, so I am now on, um, so representing County Cavan is Bally Kill Cavan. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, actually, what happened beforehand, I kind of forgot that um, this was representing Cavan. So I had a few facts about Leash lined up. And then, so. Before you go on, right, because I'm going to take Leash at a later date because I married a girl from Leash. I said to Neve earlier on before we came on, I said, have you any like Leash folklore, interesting facts about Leash or anything? And she just looked at me and said, no. <laughs> <laughs> And in my research of um, facts about Leash, I can agree with her <laughs> sentiment there. Uh, but anyway, what I am drinking by um, Ballyhill Cavan is um, the Brickyard Red Ale. Ooh. And I tell you what, right? So I would never, ever, ever have been a red ale drinker right 
And I think the first time I had a red ale and I was just like, fuck me, this is different. This is um, delicious. Um, and this is like something that I could see drinking. Now, I haven't ever kind of like ventured down that route, but it's, it's not something that I'd ever shy away from ever again. Like it's like they're, they're um, such a fucking tasty beer. But... This is probably the first one since I had that one that changed my mind. So the one that changed my mind was when we interviewed Jared Costello and we had oh, yeah. Costello and fuck me. Now, maybe we might have been tainted there because we were drinking it right out of the fuck. Out of the vat. Like. Out of the vat. But um, that, like, that was amazing. But the... The next one that has turned my mind is this. This is fucking delicious. It is like really a beautiful, beautiful, like malty taste, kind of kind of um, uh, toffee or like kind of like uh, caramelly kind of really kind of stickiness to it. Like it's it, it, it's lovely, like um, goes down real smooth. I've actually kind of nearly necked the thing. Um, but yeah, fair play to the cavern. <laughs> <laughs> um, speaking of Bally Kill Cavan, have you any? Um, be, actually, before I go on to that, I just want to talk about Red Ales for a second. Um, I think you've hit the nail on the head there. Like, it is it, it is the malt for me that makes the Red Ale. And um, yeah, there has to be this kind of sweetie, toffee like, um, kind of, yeah, borderline caramelly like feature to it for me for it to be a knockout Red Ale. Like, I think. Yeah, Ballyclickhaven, they do really good red ales. Um, and I've, it's a lovely style. Like, e- even, like, in fairness, Smithix is a fucking really easy drink to drink. Like, you know, I, I think you can never go wrong if you're in a pub and you're not sure what the Guinness is going to be like in the Don't Offer local independent beer. Like, Smithix will see you through the night and it'll be easy to drink and you'll get through it. But, but you're dead right. Um, did, you, did you find any random shit out about Cavan? Did you read uh, I, did, I, I I had a bit, but there, there wasn't there wasn't anything as as amazing as as some of the other things. Um, but actually, what what I want to do first is I just want to talk about um Ballykilcavan itself. Like, um, we've said it before on the podcast, but like, shout out to them. Like that is um a farm which has gone through thirteen generations of like family, right? Mm-hmm. That like that is insane, and like you know, it, like you know, it's one thing to keep that farm going. I'm sure they're not the only farm in the country that has gone through 13 generations of the family, but to actually think of um, uh, I can't remember the what's the name? Da- is it David? No, what's the name of the son in Ballycaffin? Oh my fucking mind is gone now. I can't think of him, but I can picture him. Yeah, but anyway, like you know, having having um, you know, farmed the land for a while, and like knowing that, like that, like that, like growing the barley alone wasn't going to be enough for him, enough like financially, and enough for him. I suppose, kind of like just out of interest, really, um, was um was to create a brewery on the site like i think that is absolutely amazing like you know um mm. and 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 now they've par- partnered up with um Watford distillery 
and are providing um, the grain for them for the, the the whiskey. So like like I think that is like so cool. And like uh, I know we should probably shouldn't be delving into the whiskey, but like the the amount of data and stuff that that Waterford Distillery are and um, being able to collect in terms of like like time it was harvested what the weather was like what the soil ph is like it's insane the amount of stuff that you can get i think you can i think you can either scan or you can like give a code in um from the back back of your water distillery bottle darren you have one anyway yeah um, I, I actually have one in valley kick adams one yeah so like because it was a, so the bottle i got was a, actually a gift from our work colleagues um uh for the wedding and uh, because I was marrying someone from each, they found a bottle of Waterford Distillery whiskey that had originated from a field in Niche. And uh, it turned, it's one of the Bally Creek Cabin ones. And like, I haven't tried it. I haven't drank any of the whiskey because I'm like, I don't want to open a bottle that sacred on my own here. I, I was full intent on opening a couple of weeks ago after we finished recording the last time. And I was like, fuck that. No. Like when I actually went to open it, I was like, why am I going to open this amazing bottle on my own here? like after we've recorded and the call has ended and we're not talking to each other like i'm not going to drink this amazing whiskey on my own i'm going to wait until i have friends around and share the experience with them and the smell and taste and the shit like that so um yeah i do fun fact about calvin that may or may not be true but i'm i'm fairly certain it is and i'm going to say this with authority as if it absolutely is true that uh calvin has so many lakes in it that more of county cabin is lakes than land wow that is a cool fact I don't know if it's true. I think it's true. And we're going to say it's true. My 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 little um, story about Cavan was that um, the year was, uh, <clears throat> I would say, uh, the year was 1998, I'd say. And um, I wanted um, this... Um, uh, it was like a micro machines uh, transformable truck, no transformable kind of van thing uh, for Christmas. So it was this van that um, the sides of it flipped open, and that inside of the van there was like a city that you could have your little cars, kind of like you know, like micro machines, kind of there, like little yeah. Hot Wheels thing uh, that you could have that. Um, and then I wanted that like so much it was one of those things where like it was on either like the ads during the den or like nickelodeon or something like that uh that like absolute like you know it was probably one of those things where it was probably like a week before christmas and like this ad came on i was like oh oh santa I, i'd like that now like you know i'm fucking head down putting like, <laughs> putting on the list and scrap everything else like it and like, uh, I wouldn't say if it was a bowel child or anything like, or like, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say I would have thrown a tantrum or anything like that. I was actually quite gullible. Like, so if my parents were saying, would have said like, oh, you know, uh, Santa's after running out of wheels or something, like I probably would have believed it, you know. But uh, anyway, the parents, as good as gold as they are, had to drive to Cavan because they rang a, a time master in Cavan. They rang a time master in every county in Ireland and they only had one in Cavan left. So my parents drove to Cavan in order to get this for Christmas for me. That's the story. I hope you still have it. 
Uh, I actually think I do. I think it's still up in my parents' attic. Um, I, I remember I brought it into uh, like show and tell or something into school in like third class or one of those, you know, one of those days when you're allowed bringing your toys, like, you know, Easter holidays or something like that. Like, mm. yeah. Um, but yeah, I remember, I remember the whole class was like around it and they were like, you fucking lucky bastard. Where'd you get this? You, you sad bastard. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Top, top notch. So uh, we're we're on to we're on to round four, and uh, what are you what are you on? I want so I'm Canada thinking, and County. Um, I, I, right, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna continue my trends from earlier. So I started off, um, I I started off southwest, and I was at Kerry, and then I moved across southeast to Waterford, and then from southeast I moved up to Wexford. In this, in this kind of southeast east, so I'm moving back across now to Galway. Oh, and I'm on the, I'm on the Galway Bay Brewery, buried at sea. Oh, so nice. That's really that's interesting. Stout, is it? Yeah, yeah. That's what I was going to say. It was really interesting as we were like stout and porter season, baby. We're going to be fucking banging out stouts. First stout we featured. I know. Yeah. Um, is beer seven, but um, it's a milk stout. It's buried at sea from Galway Bay. And it's a fucking, it's a delicious, delicious, they're really, really fucking good. Um, like the Galway Bay Brewery has been going a good while now. They're like one of the older craft breweries that came from the, the last recession, I believe. Um, it's like a fucking uh, 2009 they opened up. And this uh, Galway Bay is a 4.5% milk stout. Um, so they put lactose in it. I know that lactose is um, a controversial ingredient in the beer world, but I don't mind it in a stout. I think it, like we we've had lactose uh, in like milkshake IPAs and stuff like that. That again is contentious, and I know you're a fan of a lot of them. And and other people would say lactose belongs nowhere near a beer. But I think with a milk stout, obviously that's the fucking function of it. Like, um, and some of these milk stouts are, are, are delicious, and this is definitely up there. It's a really really good. It's a really really good stout. And what what strikes me about the beer first of all, um, is is it, the, the smell it's a real earthy smoky kind of smell and you get that kind of burnt coffee bean almost like so when i open the can do you know you have the little bit of of i'm showing on on the camera now you get the little bit of residue around the, the the can opening and stuff like that and it fills into that little nook between the the top of the can the lid and the um the overage to hold the little the little uh, seepings so do you know when you open the can and that kind of pours out a bit and you just like give the little sip of that mm. it's really like when you get the small little bit of it in your mouth and on your tongue you get that burnt real like burnt coffee bean kind of taste but then when you pour it out it's a much less bitter taste and experience when you're drinking the the the, the kind of when you're drinking the can from the glass a bit more and, and it's a lot more kind of less less in your face coffee more smoky ish and Kind of little bits of sweetness. A really, really nice drink. A cool can actually. Buried at sea. Uh, there's just a heap of like whales on the can. It's orange. It's just a bit out there. It's a bit different. Um, it's really, really cool. And yeah, Galway Bay Brewery, like a really good brewery. We don't get them on draft much, so they haven't really featured on the podcast uh, before. But like, definitely a beer that I've come across and drinking cans and drinking bottles the odd time. And you know, they're obviously really popular. 
um, around here because they like you see all the day cans and beers in um you know we got I got this can today in O'Brien's in our team which is a, another really good off license we haven't mentioned before on the podcast. Uh, there, you can find all the stuff in worldwide wines and American stores. What that tells me is it's a really good brewery because it's very popular because all of the main off licenses in Waterford have it. Um, so yeah, made up with it. Um, so a good beer, good brewery, uh, one, one that, that's very, very popular. Um, and speaking of Galway, I, I was like, wait, what the fuck am I going to say about Galway? Because you know, like, um, I've been to Galway quite recently in it, and like it's a really historic um, part of the country. A lot of people in Galway speak Irish, and I was like, will I tie this back to the Gwild up earlier? And I thought, no, I'd be just fucking annoying everyone who overloading with Irish and stuff like that, even though we should all be speaking Irish. That's neither here nor there. Um, but, right, a couple of interesting facts about Galway. In 1477, Christopher Columbus actually visited Galway. Um, oh, and he, he actually documented. Yeah, he documented it in his copy of um, Imagio Mundi, um, where he like traveled the world and documented a lot of it. Um, and uh, Genoa in Italy, where Columbus was from, actually presented a, a memorial to the people of Galway to commemorate the visit. And it's actually believed that in the St. Nicholas's Collegiate Church, which is the Church of Ireland Church now, um, it's this big, massive medieval parish church in Ireland uh, that's still regularly used. It's believed that he visited this church when he was here. Like there's documentations of him praying in this guy, uh, which is all a bit mad. Um, but also there's um, do you know the word lynch, like for a lynching? Yeah. So that originated in Galway, apparently. Um really so, fella Lynch. Yeah, yeah. So there was a chap, right? He was the son of the mayor, James Lynch Fitzstephen. And apparently he jibbed this uh, Spanish lad. Uh, in medieval Galway and like Galway had like wicked strong trading links with Spain back in the medieval times and they used to love sailing up there on the boat and all that and uh, they had a row over a woman and I say the woman now was like this going to go for the Spanish fella instead of some lynch with Stephen fella from Galway you know I'd say she she was looking for a bit of um, exotic uh, olive skinned mandarin eating Spaniard and um, and uh, yeah, so basically uh, he, he killed this chap anyway and um, and ultimately the Dow lad was so embarrassed like they couldn't find a jury that would convict him uh, be all accounts. So the old lad was so furious he just uh, executed the old son himself, he lynched him. So that's where lynching comes from. Cool, that's a, that's a really cool fact. Uh, that, I don't know, is it a fact, though, because um, apparently, like, um, you know, obviously lynching has, like, a lot of racial connotations, and there's, like, General William Lynch in the, in the U.S. and Virginia who um, used to apparently, unfortunately, dispose of, um, of different uh, people of different ethnicities as well. Uh, so there's, there's, like, reports that that's the origin uh, of the word lynching, uh, which is a horrible word um, because of the racial connotations. But people of Galway maintain that it was James Lynch with Stevens was the first man to be lynched by his outlet. That's, yeah, that's cool. One. Fucking. I love these stories that are completely fucking possibly, like, not even real, that we're just coming up with for these places. Sure, it's the entire basis of Blind Boys podcast, really, like, just yeah. these absolute nonsensical stories that 
have some sliver of truth that we're claiming as our own. I love it though. Oh, it's what we're all about. That's what we're all about. It's what we're all about. Um, cool. So, um, will are you, you're finished talking about on Gallup, are you? Yeah, like I mean, there's plenty to say about Galway, but fuck it. Uh, people have listened to us long enough. Let's get on to the last uh, beer and have a bit of crack, and then and then we let them go and we'll get pissed ourselves. Yeah, no. The, the, in fairness, though, that was uh, like a really cool, like I like as you said, um, the Galway Bay Brewery and stuff, um, like s- such a cool spot. They're are they're based out in Salt Hill, isn't it? I think they're. I think it's Salt Hill they could be based out of. Um, because um, I was on a stag there and I was going to organize a trip out to, <laughs> out to Galway Bay, I think, for a beer tasting. And uh, I ended up, um, and maybe it wasn't, maybe it wasn't. Uh, maybe oh, it wasn't. Or more there, isn't it? What? They're in Oran Moor. They're in Oran Moor. Maybe it's got maybe it's Galway Hooker. Galway that, Hooker, you might be thinking of. Yeah, maybe they're in Oran Maybe you, you were on a stag. I'm only talking about hookers now. <laughs> <laughs> you dirty bastard. Um, but uh, yeah, I was going I was going to organize um, a trip out to one of these breweries anyway for a beer tasting. Because, um, yeah, because I was best man and I was organizing the thing. And... <laughs> I sure then I said, fuck it. Like, imagine trying to organize lads going into a brewery and getting them back and all that nonsense. You might as well it'd just get them into a pub one, now. It'd be one thing if there was a half dozen of you, but when there's fucking 15, 20 lads, fuck that. No, no, no point. Fuck that, yeah. Um, but yeah, no, Galway, always a county of loved um and I don't think again, similar similar situation to um uh, the Kerry story earlier on, um, or I suppose the anti version of that story uh, from earlier on, uh, w- we would have gone as far as Kerry in West Cork when we were when we were um, when we were younger to go on holidays and stuff, but Galway was just out a bit too far now. Just the, the roads were just a bit too shite now to be heading down for a bank holiday weekend or anything for to to go on holidays with the family. So. Uh, yeah, we, 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 I don't think we appreciated it as much as we should have. But um, this year now, going to Connemara National Park and all that shit, like fucking beautiful county, like that's incredible, isn't it? I, I, and there's a pile of lakes there as well. Pile of lakes, pile of lakes there as well, and some seriously good patched pubs as well. Oh, you can write it down. Um, so uh, for uh, the Final can of tonight's um, part one, I suppose, of the of the pandemic. Um, I'm going just north of your Wexford, and I'm going to Wicklow. And when you talk of Wicklow in terms of cans, you can only think of you can only talk about one brewery really, and because it's just so synonymous with it, and it's Wicklow Wolf. Um, and I'm on. Uh, a Wicklow, Wicklow Wolf collab brew um, with Dot Brewing and it's called um, Guardian of the Galaxy and I tell you what DJ 
you were going on there about Galway at the, at the start there when you were going on about Galway I'd say there was a good 30 seconds where I wasn't listening to you because <laughs> I had opened this can I had taken my first sip and I was literally about to cut over you because this is so good oh, I man. was fucking this is delicious right no way earlier on I was saying I can't I can't taste beers. I'm not good at tasting beers, right? This has the biggest bang of Terry's chocolate orange off it. And you know how much we love orange chocolate. And this is fucking amazing. Like, um, so what I really like about this is obviously, again, can is fucking awesome looking. It has like the... The really cool and um, like Wicked Wolf have really cool branding in terms of like it's um it's so consistent. They have like the same wolf. They have the Wicklow Mountains in the background. They have the coloring. They have the silver can um and like you know it's the it's a really nice font on it um and like all all of the cans you line them up and they all look um similar but they're also distinct because of like the different coloring. Um, of each of them um, and this one has so instead of like the one wolf facing facing right it also has like a mirrored wolf then across from it and then it has instead of like kind of like the one color it has like this kind of like galaxy colors of like purple and pink and dark blue and white and stuff yeah, it's really cool um, and what I like about it as well is that again talking about not knowing the thing about kind of hops and stuff but um, so this is a double black IPA. It's an eight percenter. So good you night, God. Good night, God bless. You need tonight. And it has Galaxy Strata and Comet um, hops in it, which I thought was really cool because, um, like that kind of. Uh, um like obviously the naming of it like guardians of the galaxy with galaxy strata and comet as the hops i thought was really clever um but yeah just looking so it does have blood orange in it um and obviously with that combination i suppose of hops um you must get that kind of like chocolatey orange taste but yeah oh my god really really good and um in fairness, I, 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 again, something that we've spoken about before, but like this kind of collaboration thing with like breweries, like is so cool. Like, you know, just people kind of sharing ideas, sharing ingredients and, and everything. Like it's, it, 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 it's amazing to, to like, just, just see what they, what they can do and like how much of a kind of a, like community effort there is about the whole thing. I said before, I think what the craft beer industry in Ireland has a, is it three percent of the market? Is is what they're what they're all fighting over, and uh, you know they're, they're not. There's no one trying to become the top dog of the of the thing. They're they're all trying to share and they're all trying to get their own little piece of the market and just survive and you know do their best and enjoy what they're doing. Um and yeah, these kind of collab collaboration brews is fucking class. Like yeah, well, like I understand agree and. That's a can that, like, you know, it's one of those where if we call into the plinth during the week and there's a few more left, I'm going to pick it up for myself. Um, oh, definitely. Because obviously, like, 
the thing here is you can't be bringing like fucking 42 cans home each week and drinking each other the cans that the other person's facing as well so like definitely going to keep an eye out for that one and try and pick one up for myself because it sounds incredible um what what week low related trivia have you for us um so i'm i was looking up um just a few kind of stories about wicklow and then there was one i found out that um there's a rumor that um that there is um gold to be found in the wicklow mountains so that um basically uh there's a story that a shepherd who was looking after some sheep on the mountain and he went for a bit of a a bit of a a drink um and he had a tin cup with him and uh when he put the the cup into the stream and he lifted up to up to his lips he took a peek in and he saw a bit of um bit of sparkle in in the cup like so then um he got a load of the stuff and he brought it down to the village and they were saying yeah yeah, yeah it's pure gold or whatever um but the thing about it is is that people are still kind of anticipating that there's a mother load of gold um to be found in the wicklow mountains and there has been actually gold has been found um in the rivers um and streams of the wicklow mountains over the years um but uh, and, and there has been a, a few other stories as well about um, a teacher who's be kind of like down and out um, in, in in Wicklow, and he was teaching pupils. And but he used to be going off um, to the river um, doing. I think he was doing a bit of fishing or something. Um, but he used to always bring a stick with him, and pupils kind of used to take the piss out of him for. Um, He's always been like they're poking stones, or I I think they were taking the piss out of him for trying to catch um fish with a stick. Um, but um anyway, um uh this kind of worn out teacher one day like shows up with like new suit and all this kind of stuff. So they all they all say that he's after finding gold and stuff. But yeah, I thought that was kind of like a um an interesting interesting story about Wicklow that you you wouldn't have heard before. I look forward to the new uh, the new 2021 Wicklow Wolf can range that's all gold-plated cans. Gold um, Rush, yeah. That'll be a good one. Hey, do you know those like fucking American Gold Rush TV programs on like the History Channel and that? We should get like do the Irish pick. Yeah, do the Irish Pickers version of that but we go off searching for gold in the Wicklow Mountains. That'd be some crack. That'd be awesome crack, yeah. Um... But yeah, Jesus Christ, man, I've I've really enjoyed tonight. Like, really enjoyed um, all the breweries, all the stories, all like just the, this. As we said at the start, this kind of celebration of Irish brewing, of um, Irishness, I suppose, in general as well. Like, it's just yeah. Uh, I I tell you what, right? It's been fucking. It's been brilliant, and it's been so educational. Such such a challenge for us to find the beers pick the beers and drink them do a bit of research into the gaff and just try try and just fucking engage in this creative process it's been great crack and uh we're really fucking enjoying it and we hope that the you the listener is too so like if you want to support this keep this on the road um, and make this better like you know get get, um try and fucking get us doing more you can support us www.patreon.com forward slash uh, Snowcast, you can support us on social media at Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. We're Snowcast on all those. 
like fucking engage with us, support us, and pass the podcast on to someone else. Just let someone else know about the podcast. If you have a friend who's into beer, who likes beer, or who, who, who you think would actually fucking love to hear some of our nonsense chats, uh, pass it on to them. This is great. I'm fucking loving this. I'm already raring to go for next week's pandemic. I actually have three of my beers here. Uh, that I'm going to be drinking next week. I'm, I'm not going to drink them tonight because actually I've got a sneaky second bottle of um, Bale Bourne. So as soon as we log off recording, I'm going fucking tucking into that bastard here for a chat uh, with your cell phone. And like, listen, this, I'm I'm buzzing about this idea. And it's this kind of thing, right? If we don't gain any new listeners or we lose listeners doing this or whatever, I don't give a fuck because I'm having, so I've had such a good time. Like this is going to be a brilliant month for drinking beer. Oh, totally, totally. Yeah, and I think, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. You've really um, spoken the message there that we've like we, we we do want to do this, and our ultimate aim, if it wasn't a big pandemic, would be to go around and drink in each of the pubs that are serving, or go to the breweries that are making, um, and that is the ultimate goal to kind of go around and expand and to go and have a drink with G as well, like you know, like that's that's what we want to do, like you know. Um, and we've been tied up but we're 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 actually trying to free ourselves a bit more to be able to do these kind of things um and it's true year support that we're able to do these kind of things and take a bit of time off and and go and do these things and um you know collaborate with people it's it, 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 it it's been such a it's been such a great experience so far and um really excited about like this this little series as well um, yeah so. For, for me, like, I was kind of, like, I've loved every podcast we've ever done. For the last couple of weeks, I was really straining to think, like, how can we go on this week now and talk about fucking the pandemic again and about the pulse and all that. So the pandemic series for me is, like, fucking really invigorated me podcast-wise. Like, I'm, like, rearing for these. Like, I felt like I've had so much more fucking energy to give to this podcast than I have in a long while. And um, so I can't, but I'm already, I already can't wait for next, next week when we record the next one and um, to go. And like, what I'm really looking forward to is not next week or the week after, but the fourth week when we're fucking really like when we've dug deep to find beer from other counties, like, um, and taste other beer, beers that we would never have tasted before or never would have done if we didn't just fucking try and make this accomplishment of drinking the, a beer from every county in Ireland, bar obviously Cavan on our map, but we'll we'll fucking. But again, we found creative solutions around that, so that's brilliant. Um, yeah, yeah. And just, and just to just to um, reiterate again that we are going to be struggling coming the last week or the last two weeks. So please, please, please send in your suggestions, or if you know anybody, or if you're a brewer and you want to feature on a podcast, we will drink anything from. <laughs> county so please put it in even if you're a small brewer and like you're in dublin we'll probably fucking drink you yeah just pretend you're from tyrone or fermanagh yeah 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 exactly. just ring us with a fermanagh accent and we'll fucking take it on uh listen lads uh that's been brilliant it's been great to have a bit of irish to start the podcast and everything i really fucking love this uh we're signing out now and uh I'm going to talk into some more bail barn. I'm going to go to the I'm going to go to the I'm going to go to
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Want flexibility? Take yoga. Want flexibility with your health insurance? Check out United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly medical, dental, and vision coverage that may be right for you. More at UH1.com. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods, all at 50% to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. 